Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, titled Kurate Ipsum. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. This episode is incredible. It is absolutely magnificent. It is freaking perfection. It is a masterpiece in and of itself. It's by far the best episode we've talked about so far. It, it's it's so freaking phenomenal. It's so amazing in pretty much every possible aspect. There's not a single second of it that isn't that isn't mind-blowingly amazing. Uh, it's intense and heartbreaking. Uh, it has a lot to say about trauma, about sexual assault, about how it affects not just the victim, but everyone around them, like this perverse ripple effect, uh, how rapists very often get off for bullshit reasons, uh, the victims are afraid to speak out, they get off on technicalities, uh, they're afraid of implicating themselves in something, and on and on and on, it's, it's amazing, it really, really is. Also, just so happens to be guest starring Linda Cardellini, who I absolutely adore, so, doesn't hurt. So, this episode, like, It starts out, and it's fairly, you know, cut and dry. Like, it's pretty standard. Linda Cardellini is an innocent doctor lady. She spends her nights at bars. She is getting stalked by this dude who Reese is able to figure out pretty quickly is a serial rapist. He's got roofies on him, a whole giant record as long as my arm. And so, okay, now this is the very... the very easy-to-wrap-your-head-around conflict of this woman is the target of a rapist. We have to protect her from getting sexually assaulted. Simple, yet effective. In already. Don't have to say anymore. Already we got a very engaging, very vital episode. But then, in very person of interest fashion, we get the incredible reveal that he's not stalking her. She's stalking him. In the words of Rorschach, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. 
she is stalking a stalker. Plans to murder him because when he was in college, he raped her sister, who eventually went on to kill herself. And this is where it turns from good to great. Very, very quickly. Because not only do we have a very unique twist on what was otherwise a very simplistic conflict, but we also, for the first time, are given a number, are given a problem by the machine that doesn't have an easy answer. Up until this point, It's just been, this person's gonna die, we need to save their life. Uh, That's what this has been up until now, but... It has just taken on much more complexity. Because now we've confirmed that Linda Cardellini is the perpetrator. But she's killing a serial rapist for very good reason... I just activated Siri for some reason. Like, she's targeting him for very good reason. Even Finch at one point, the person who has been die hard, we gotta protect the numbers, we gotta protect people, we gotta uh, deal with the irrelevant stuff, blah, 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 blah. Even then, like, even him, we are getting the sentiment of, like, Should we really be interfering? Like, it seems like she might be doing the world a favor. Like, there's no easy answer to this conflict. We could either A, let Linda Cardellini kill this serial rapist. B, protect the serial rapist from Linda Cardellini. Or C sidestep the whole process by getting this dude arrested. Eventually, like, Reese decides, like, no, like, this woman's a doctor. She swore to save lives. She doesn't know what it's like to take a life. This will change her forever. I know because I've killed a crap ton of people. I don't want her to have to be changed in the way that I've changed. So, this becomes less of a protect the serial rapist from Linda Cardellini, so much as it is protect Linda Cardellini from herself. Which is so poetic and brilliant and amazing. Uh, while all this is happening, we got this subplot with Fusco, where he's now being targeted by this drug cartel, because apparently the ring of crooked cops that he was involved in, they stole a crap ton of money from these guys, and now Fusco's the last man standing, so he's literally left holding the bag. And this cartel's threatening to kill him. If he doesn't pay up. So right in the middle of this case, Fusco goes up to Reese and is like, Hey, 
protect me. I've done a lot for you. Now you have to do something for me. Reese takes advantage of this situation by using Fusco as a lure for this cartel so he can break into their hideout, steal a bunch of their drugs, plant them on the serial rapist, and get him arrested for possession. This doesn't work. He gets off on about a billion technicalities. So now we're back to square one. Right as Linda Cardellini begins to put her plan into motion. By this point, by the way, I should mention, uh, we got this amazing scene at a support group. Where John approaches Linda Cardellini, and they have a nice talk with Reese, of course, not mentioning the fact that he knows everything about her and is trying to stop her murderous plot. But it's a really amazing scene that is very, very important for what I'm about to bring up in a few minutes, so should have mentioned that. As Linda Cardellini is going to this dude's loft to kill him, Reese gets jumped by these cartel assholes who he was served up to on a silver platter by Fusco in order to save his own skin. The drug cartel assholes want their drugs back. Reese is able to escape from their clutches. He's able to threaten them, like, hey, if I see your face again, like, you're done. He's able to go up to Fusco and be like, hey, so there's more I'm going to need from you. Don't do this again. There are other crooked cops with a lot less baggage than you. Keeping Fusco in line, as it were. Of course, while all this was happening, uh, Linda Cardellini was enacting her plan, which is actually, like, very smart. Like, she breaks into his loft, uh, tases him into unconsciousness, uh, carts him via, like, anesthesia and wheelchair into her van... And she plans to go up to this vacation home she bought, kill him there, soak his body in a crap ton of chemicals to dissolve the deal, and, uh, she'd probably get away with it. Almost certainly. But Reese is able to intercept her at a rest stop, where he's like, Hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee. The guy in your van can wait. And fully confronts her like, Hey, don't do this. This isn't you. It will affect you forever. Like, it'll break you. You're not a killer. You're not like me. Give me the keys and let me take care of it. 
And I'm way oversimplifying and a really, really incredible scene. Uh, if you haven't seen this episode and for some reason you're listening to this episode, watch this episode and uh, and watch this scene in particular because it's magnificent. Like, if for some reason you're listening to this podcast without having watched the show, you crazy person, do it, do it, do it. Like, if you only watch one episode of Person of Interest, this is, it's completely standalone and it's perfect. It's just, it's magnificent. Well, I say it's completely standalone. There's a subplot that factors into the larger narrative. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But he's able to successfully convince Linda Carlini. She gives him the keys. And he drives off with the serial rapist. We'll come back to this in a couple seconds. But first I want to very quickly mention this uh, subplot with Carter. As she's continuing to investigate the guy in the suit. Uh, She sees surveillance footage of Reese and Finch subtly talking during that last robbery. With the whole evidence lockup situation. The whole Elias deal. And so she pays a visit to Finch. Or rather one of his many, 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 many false identities. (laughs) And Finch is ready for her. Finch has this entire fake life set up. As a paralegal. And sits down with Carter while she questions him. And he tries to throw her off the scent. But she's not entirely buying it. And Finch. Reiterates to Reese like hey. Carter's gonna be a problem. Like, she is relentless, she is continuing to go after the guy in the suit, we need to deal with this. The way Reese deals with this is getting Fusco assigned to the desk opposite Carter. So basically, what we're going to see in future episodes is Fusco running interference... On the Carter front. Sort of dealing with the whole guy in the suit investigation. But. That's not nearly as important for the moment. As the. Magnificent. Magnificent ending. Where Reese and the serial rapist. Are in this vacation home. That Linda Carlini was going to use to kill him. Sitting on opposite ends of a table. With a gun in between them. And they have this electrifying dialogue. Where Reese is like considering like weighing the options aloud. Of whether or not to kill him. What is the proper thing to do here? Should I kill you? Should I remove you from the face of the earth? Or should I let you go under the threat that if you hurt anyone else I'll find you? And he's weighing the options not just morally, but on his own soul, like, am I the type of person who would let you go, or am I the type of person who would just shoot you in the head? And meanwhile, 
serial rapist is begging for his life, and this episode stops before we find out the, the decision. We will never know what Reese did here. It is as open-ended as open-ended gets. Did he shoot this guy or did he not? It's one of life's great mysteries. But it's a really, really phenomenal final scene that I absolutely adore. It's so, so freaking fantastic in literally every possible way. God damn, this episode is so good. It's so good. I love it. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also gain access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I put out once a month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 5. Talk to you then.